guys and welcome to episode 20 of the Winging It FM podcast. It's myself, Rampant FM, and today I'm joined by uh, Bad Jokes. How are you doing, mate? Oh, I'm very good, man. You? Yeah, pretty good. And uh, JC as well. How are you doing? Oh, mate, I feel absolutely horrendous, but I'm all right other than that. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, we obviously hope everyone had a good Christmas and a fantastic New Year. Um, we'll start with our usual save updates. Uh, obviously, I've pretty much done nothing. Uh, like yourself, JC, I've been ill uh, quite recently after uh, Christmas and obviously New Year. Um, so I've not really updated my YouTube channel, but I should be back soon uh, to start my first save with Galatasaray, which I know everyone's quite excited about. So, uh, Bad Jokes, what about you? Have you been playing FM recently? Uh, yeah, I think, I think since the last podcast, I've started a new save with Leicester over on Twitch. It, w- it was on YouTube for like two episodes, but now it's gone over to Twitch. And that's going that's going all right so far. We're, we're a season and a half in. We finished ninth in the first year after absolutely bottling trying to get to Europe in the last few weeks. We, we lost we lost out to Southampton. They got they got the last European space uh, after they beat us like three four games from the end. And then yeah and then and yeah second season so far we're doing okay. I've I've brought back Riyad Mahrez back to Leicester and I brought back a drink water but he's but he, he's now leaving again in in a, in a couple of weeks in the game or he might have left already can't remember but yeah but anyway in second season we're about top about top half again about about eighth or ninth again so far but we are we are looking all right but Vardy and Ian Acho have somehow have somehow forgotten how to score goals so that's, that's proving a bit of a problem but other than that that's about all I've been doing um FM wise last couple of weeks uh, JC, what about yourself? Uh, so, let me think what episode comes out when this does. Uh, so, yeah, so we got through to the FA Cup third round for the second year in a row. Um, and for, well, for the third year in a row. And for a second year in a row, we got Derby County, uh, where we got absolutely trounced once again. So just to prove that even though we are in Derby, we still get battered by them. But one thing that's never happened to me before on Football Manager is currently we're on a 30-match unbeaten streak. Uh, We did not win a game in September. Uh, So the first two two months of the season, I didn't win a game. Uh, And I won the first game in October, and I haven't lost since. And I noticed, uh, JC, that you got a bit of a shout-out from uh, your eSports club or unofficial eSports club um, on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. It was a beautiful day. Um, Went down to go watch Mikhailova play on New Year's Day. 2-0 down. uh, They pulled it back to 2-all, and then they got a penalty in. Who is going to step up other than the beautiful man himself, Nathan Jarman? He He only scores when I go watch him play. Um, <laughs> and then the club actually did like an interview without me knowing just uh, have you got any words for it, uh, JC which I tweeted out and then I actually met him myself for the first time in the bar afterwards and he's a proper top bloke um, and I was that much in awe of his beauty that I forgot to take a photo oh uh, got him uh, you'll, you'll need a photo you need to get that in the series mate or maybe an interview with him or something yeah <laughs> well I can officially I can officially say that he, his own Nathan Jarman, you beautiful man shirt arrived at my house today. And uh, stupidly, he's just sent me his address so I can send oh. it over to him. 
So uh, not only will he be receive, receiving a shirt, I'll also be receiving the restraining order. That's <laughs> brilliant, oh. man. That's classic, yeah. Um, yeah, I was really chuffed for you when I saw that on tour. I thought it was absolutely excellent. Uh, excellent. Ah, oh, brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Yeah, massive shout out to Michelova Sports for that. If you do if you could do us all a favour whoever listens to this make sure you go follow them on Twitter and on YouTube monitor and make them as big as possible in the local area and it's dead weird now I've, I've actually had someone from Sacramento in America ask for a shirt to be sent over there and they'll pay for it so I've just got to try and figure out the logistics of that at the minute wow yeah that's crazy man that's really good uh, right, uh, topic uh, today is obviously transfers. I know we've covered it previously, but we're because we're in January, we're going to specifically cover January transfers. Uh, uh, some clubs obviously spend, some don't. Uh, what are your sort of policies on January transfers uh, within FM? Do you guys save your money for the summer, or do you tend to strengthen in January? We'll start with you first, Bad Jokes. What is your sort of policy in uh, the January transfer market? Uh, normally, normally in January, normally, normally in, with my teams, my teams normally tend to start August, September, October quite well, and then November, December they start getting rubbish. They start, they start dropping a little bit. So January, I do normally go in and buy three or four players and, and, and just really try and strengthen and try and just try and just freshen the team up because because I don't know why, but my teams always seem to drop off just over Christmas. Maybe it's all the amount of games and I don't rotate as much but yeah, yeah I normally find that my teams do need doing a little bit of freshening up in January so I will go with, and I'll, I will try and spend some quite decent money but January is a very very hard month to buy and get any sort of quality in uh, JC what about yourself? Uh, one of the main things I try and do is I don't sign from abroad um, so I try and do it because it's, it's as much as FM is not realistic, it's also a very realistic game. Where if you have someone like, like Dybala, for example, Dybala, if you sign him in the summer and give him a couple of months, he'll get used to the Premier League. If you sign him in January, where he's used to a different style of football, coming into the Prem, uh, he's just going to get battered, bruised, and it, you've made a terrible signing, basically. So I tried to stick. If I'm going to sign anyone, I stick within the country. Uh, I also, what I mainly do is I go in, um, go on like the stats, player stats. So if I am in the Prem, see the top goal scorer in the Prem. If they're not playing for a top team, like I'll try and sign them. Or if I'm a lower Prem team or Championship, etc., etc., I'll go to the league below to see who's doing really well there to try and just give it that little extra bit of realism. Brian, um, for myself in January, I tend to, I don't tend to buy anyone really uh, for the first team, but I'll have a, sometimes have a look at um, contracts that are running out, so basically for the summer. So if they've got like six months on their contract, I'll uh, sign them pretty much in January, but I'll be going through in the summer. Sometimes I will buy players uh, for the next season but I'll loan them back to uh, the the club that they're at uh, when I sign them so other than that I mean not really I mean January for me uh, I think the biggest one for me is obviously um, I base a lot of my saves around sort of youth players so uh, say someone's like just came off age sort of thing and you can loan them out I'll tend to loan them out in January so they get a bit of game time uh, but I really I can't remember ever spending big in January. 
I think uh, on my offline PSG save, I think I signed that uh, Milakovic Savic uh, from Lazio. I think that was in a jan- uh, January because I'm sure I had an injury to one of my centre mids at PSG. I can't remember who it was. Um, but that's like pretty much the only time I remember ever spending big in January. I tend to do most of my business in the summer and uh, yeah, I pretty much do my, my, like my big business in the summer. I usually have a team that um, that I'm confident going forward that I can win the league or whatever the objective is. Um, but yeah, I suppose, yeah, actually, no, I suppose I, I, I sometimes can would get rid of players as well in January. If someone's maybe not playing or I'm not using them, I'll either loan them out or uh, or get rid of them sometimes in January also. Um, but speaking on uh, January transfers uh, specifically, uh, any of you guys remember having any success or any failures uh, in terms of January transfers? Did you get someone maybe uh, on a pre-contract or, or a free agent uh, that done well for your club or just was just terrible? <laughs> yeah, I remember... Was it last FM? I did uh, during my journeyman save. I went to Croatia and I managed to convince Matty Vidra from Derby to come over to Croatia to play for me uh, on a pre contract. So he signed that. Uh, in, I think it was March, he broke his leg and was out for 12 months. Jesus uh, Christ. So when, he, when he first signed for me, he just basically turned up on crutches. Uh, so that was dead worth uh, pissing about trying to get pre-contracts. I don't really do the pre-contracts anymore. So, because what I tend to find is you end up overpaying for a player ridiculous amount. So it's not like a perfect example of my Michelover save that I'm doing at the minute. Um, I tried to sign Calvin Andrew, obviously, beautiful man. Um, <laughs> And he just wouldn't come to me. And he was at Rochdale at the time. He was after three grand. And he just he wouldn't touch the team. He was like, no, not coming, not coming. He got released from Rochdale. He then offered himself to me for £975 a week. <laughs> so I think sometimes it is worth just waiting out. All right, if you're a top league club and Aguero's coming up, then fair enough, try and snap him up because there's going to be other teams going for him. But if you yeah. are like a lower league club, just my advice, just wait it out. And then if they do get released, nine times out of ten, you'll get them for a significantly cheaper price. Yep. Uh, what about your sell bad jokes? Have you got any sort of stories from January? Uh, the only only major one is my Italian hero, who I spoke about the other week and who I talk about all the time, Marco Marco Massaro, who I, who I picked up in from like Serie D or Serie whatever the league below that is. I picked him up in January and he scored a load of goals for my Newport team and he did and he, he did really well for us. He, he did so well. I brought him with me to Gillingham uh, a year or so later in January as well. I think it was and he and and just. And for whatever reason, he just couldn't make the step up from League Two, from League Two to League One. But in League Two, he was an absolute wonder sensation, and he's probably one of the best players I've picked up. One of the best stories I've got from a January window. The only two that come to mind, I think, uh, anyone that watched my Cowden Beef save and FM eighteen, I'm pretty sure I picked. Uh, it was either Wayne Rooney or Wesley Snyder. I can't remember which one of them I picked up in January. I think it might have been Wayne Rooney, but um, yeah, free agent literally uh, was unfit all the time my, you know it took him ages to get fit to get a game I think he played twice for me uh, towards the end of the save he kind of yeah I suppose he was getting a game here and there but it wasn't really 
you know, like 36 or 37 year old or whatever he was. Um, and Wesley Snyder too, who was like injured half the time, um, if we're including him too. But uh, yeah, they were just sort of cover for the first team. And then I'm pretty sure Wayne Rooney left uh, and uh, Wesley Snyder retired. But Wayne Rooney left and went somewhere else. I can't even remember where he went, but he was moaning about first team football. And it's like, mate, you're 36 and you're just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I made a bit of a joke that it was because of the local talent around Cowden Beef, you know, the, the grannies and whatnot is why he left. But uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think that's the only one I, I can remember. Like, I think these guys know my memory is absolutely awful. But um, certainly, um, speaking about my PSG save for that, uh, Milan, I, I can't pronounce the guy's name, I think it's Milankovic Savic, the Lazio centre mid. He was absolute. He's an absolute beast in FM19. Absolute beast. If you can, if you're a top team and can uh, need a centre mid, get him. He, he is pricey though. I'm pretty sure I paid quite a lot, but luckily, because I was PSG, they had the money to to basically cover it. Um, but what a fantastic player he was for me. Uh, proper decent centre mid, kind of old sort of school fashioned. Uh, I wouldn't say hard man, but you know, like that Roy Keane sort of sort of feel about him if you will but um, well as Roy Keane as you can be in like 2000 and well 2019 now <laughs> uh, there's probably not many like that uh, no. uh, now in football but certainly he's he was brilliant for me um, for the sort of I think I played two or three seasons offline um, but yeah he's a fantastic fantastic player um, in terms of your budgets and stuff um, it does that does that sway you whether you would actually make on a move in January, or do you have a lot of your budget spent, you know, in the summer? I tend to I, I, t- I t- tend to have most of my budget spent by the by the time by the time by the time January comes around. Because I'm but if I but if I have got a decent amount left, I will I will just go in I will go and try and spend it just to just to try and get us up maybe one or two places in the league, especially sort of in the Premier League. It can be worth it to get that ex get to get that extra couple of places to get the extra prize money at the end of the season. So, so yeah, yep. yeah. So I will yes, yeah, so I I will tend to spend whatever I've got left. I don't I, I don't I, I don't really like spending or don't be like. Saving all my money for the next season or whatever, I just like to get whatever I've got this year. I'm going to spend it this year, and then we'll just see what happens the following year. You know what the the best thing I discovered, and I don't know if it was an FM18 because I certainly didn't use it, but the the installments over like mm. three seasons you know, you can do. Oh, that's perfect. Mm. It really is um, to keep in with. Even if you're a big team, it's really handy for your uh, financial fair play. Um, what about you, JC? Does budget sort of determine whether you would go for a player in January, or would you still sort of wait, wait in the wait till the summer, basically? What I tend to do is I look at the money and go, "Oh shit, I best spend this before I get sacked." <laughs> <laughs> so, like I did when when I did my full and beta save at the start of the season, I had two million. Instead of going, "You know what? I'll save this and we'll plump it together with a load of money in January." I spent two million on a Portsmouth player that I ended up loading out in January anyway. Um, <laughs> so I'm very tri- as soon as someone gives me money, I'm very trigger happy. Where I'm like, oh, spend, oh, look at this. Let's sign this player. What you want? Double the amount for him? Of course, that's fine. Like, if I was a football manager, I would have been the manager that signed Andy Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> For thirty-five million or something, whatever it yeah. was. <laughs> they used to, we used to just off topic. We used to play a, a FIFA rules drinking game when we were younger, 
and like there used to be loads of like silly challenges like if one of the ones I remember is if Andy Johnson scored you had to shave your head <laughs> uh, which if Andy jo- sorry if Andy Johnson scored a header bear in mind he was like what five foot eight yeah. um, but then the other one was uh, if Andy Carroll scores a hat trick against you you had to go to the shop buy a packet of chewing gum and give him a tether and say keep the change oh, <laughs> oh. oh that's rough <laughs> because that's basically what Liverpool did yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant um, <laughs> that's really good so uh, with, tra- with this being the transfer deadline day podcast have you got your yellow tie on <laughs> <laughs> so um, in terms of the actual transfer deadlines uh, like summer uh, winter do you guys believe in it or do you think it should be open all the time I know some managers want to sort of do away with the transfer deadlines have one open all the time blah 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 um, what are your guys' thoughts? Ah, oh, it's a it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one because obviously because obviously I'm because obviously we all, we all grew up with the with the window being open like pretty much all the time, and then it, and then it changed what two thousand two two thousand three something like that. Then it all changed, and I don't know. It's taken a taken a long while to get used to, but I think but I do I do think now I am used to it, and it does sort it does sort of help teams with with their stability, and it's, I suppose I suppose it. it Maybe maybe evens things up a tiny bit because you can't have Man City go go like ten points behind and then and then like and then like in February March they go out buy someone for eighty million quid and then absolutely blow it around again. So yeah, yeah so yeah, so on that side for, for the for the older stability for the old stability I I do agree with it. But then there is also the the thing of thing of oh if someone's not sold by January thirty first then they can't play any football for like three four months if they're not registered or whatever. So. So it's a bit of a fifty-fifty one. It's a bit of a tricky one, but I'd say I'd say just on balance, I'm just about in favour of it. Yeah. What about yourself, JC? Um, I'm all for it, uh, mainly because, like, bad joke says, like you can't have uh, Man City going out spending ninety million on a player on a Tuesday in February. Um, but and also, I really like Sky Sports News. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally one of the highlights of the year that is, is. Like, yeah. just watching like a, a, a sports reporter that's gone to university in Basingstoke tried really hard, got his dream his passion, gets that phone call from Jim White, hey do you want to come on on January uh, transfer window do you, you have to stand outside Preston for 12 hours and they're like <laughs> Yes, I do. And then they'll stand outside Preston's uh, ground for 12 hours and get slapped round the face with a dildo. That... <laughs> I remember that. I watched that live. That was hilarious. That, that is, is transfer deadline day. Like, all, all this stuff we talk about wouldn't happen if it, like, this, it's just brilliant. Like, even, okay, maybe the, for the lower league clubs, maybe they extend it a little bit, I'd say. Um, I know you can do loans throughout the season and free transfers up to a certain date, but with the big clubs, I quite like it because it, like, like you say, it doesn't. It gives them more stability on what they what they can and cannot do. Yeah, but it's, um, well, it doesn't really make much difference to me because I'm a Spurs fan and we literally don't do any business unless it's really, really last minute. <laughs> so uh, I don't think we brought anyone in in the summer, so we'll probably not bring anyone in, in January. 
But uh, do foreign clubs have a bit of an advantage over, uh, especially like Chinese Super League? You see like the transfer window being shut and then suddenly a Chinese Super League team will buy like uh, Oscar from Chelsea for like 60 million after it's shut so Chelsea can't then get a replacement. Well, that's that for me. That why Chelsea accepted it. Like, if if they're going to turn around, and get, oh, we've lost Oscar. Like, just it, make a deal so he doesn't leave to the end of the season. Like, that's their own fault. Like, if they're going to sell a player out to China and then go, oh, we want extra, oh, we can't buy a player in. Tough fucking titties. Like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I just. I just think, obviously, I think uh, the Italian, uh, German, and the Spanish one, I think they've got, like, a few more days. I might be wrong about that, but if I remember right, uh, some leagues are, like, they have a bit longer than the, the EPL, especially. So, so it does make business a bit tougher, especially if you if maybe a team's not got enough time to bring in a real uh, replacement. Yeah, I, just, I think they, them leagues have got it all right anyway, because they have, obviously, the, the winter break and everything, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, but maybe the only way you can make a transfer outside of the January thing is if the, it's a deal that the club has to keep the player on loan to the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, just interesting thoughts, obviously. I mean, I'm, I I agree with uh, bad jokes as well. Like, I think it is a good thing, the transfer uh, deadline is. And JC, obviously, we have had some really memorable moments and it is something people look forward to, like Harry Redknapp. Home in his car, yeah, <laughs> get interviewed by. I mean, it's probably not even when he's managing a team. Sometimes you know, just he's just doing his shopping or something, and they're like, "Oh, Harry, what, what do you think about such and such?" You know, <laughs> 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 oh, it's brilliant. Um, and obviously, uh, I, I'm a big fan of doing business early, but obviously because I support Spurs, it just doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen for us. We always just try and do everything bloody last minute, uh, which is quite frustrating as a fan. But I don't know. It's how we how Daniel Levy does business, unfortunately, <laughs> which is good and bad. Sometimes you can be really tight, but you can also be. Uh, if someone wants one of our the Spurs players, for example, it's it's pretty good in that situation. We don't tend to sell for very cheap, so um, you're all good. Anyway, uh, moving on, we're going to get to our career of the week and. Uh, I think we'll all agree that the creator of the week this week is uh, Cookie FM. He's taken a a break recently from content creation. I think everyone knows that uh, his dad had a a horrible uh, car accident recently and uh, we want to wish him the best. Obviously, Cookie, well-known in the community, uh, a part of FM creators, um, part of the FM league, and obviously pretty much the the driving force behind the the podcast um, that we're currently (laughs) Doing uh, it was him that sort of made made it with uh, me and Sammy to begin with, and then obviously we we brought in the bad jokes and um, and JC. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what else to say about Cookie. Just he's he's probably one of the more uh, influential creators of uh, you know in the in the FM sort of community, if you will, guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He's always out to try and help help other people. He's always there if you want advice or or anything. So, so yeah, yeah, I very much agree with him being creator of the week. I think I think he very much deserves it after what he after what he's done for the pod, especially. So, yeah, yeah, top bloke. Um, loves to take the piss out of me. So that always good. Yeah, like 
he's good for a laugh. He's good if you need him seriously as well. Top bloke. And uh, like Rampant says, wish him all the best. And he's done a speedy recovery as well. Yeah, definitely. We hope um, yeah. we hope he can come back and do content, obviously. But obviously everyone knows it's kind of family comes first, especially in everyone's personal lives. Um, yeah, we wish you all the best, Kiki. Hopefully we'll see you back uh, soon and, uh, you know, further in the new, uh, the new year when, when you can. And uh, well-deserved on Creator of the Week. Uh, we'll go straight into the quiz, which I think JC has prepared again. Because, um, to be honest, I don't think anyone's going to beat him in this form that he's been in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm not sure what kind of quiz you've done, JC. Is it like uh, around transfers? or? Oh, it's about the January transfer window. Brilliant. Right, bring it on. <laughs> so if you haven't uh, heard the quiz before, basically it's a straight 10-question quiz. Uh, it'll be rampant against bad jokes. Uh, basically, whoever says their name first gets to answer first. So, ladies, are you ready? Yep. Yes. <laughs> rampant, <laughs> rampant just admitted he's a woman. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, one of the questions, uh, unfortunately... Uh, Bad jokes actually answered earlier while speaking, so we're on to the next question. Oh, woohoo! Okay. One, one nil to me. <laughs> Are you going on the point for that? <laughs> uh, no. Rhinos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, question number one Manchester United signed both Vidic and Ever in January 2006, but who cost them more? Ooh. Bad jokes, I'm going to say Vidic. Okay. That is um, correct. Oh. Yes. <laughs> they, uh, they it cost seven point two million while ever cost seven. Ooh, tight. Yeah. Okay, so then Aston Villa Villa manager Martin O'Neill signed Ashley Young from Watford back at the start of two thousand seven. But which superstar did he later say he was on par with? Ooh. Was it A, Pele, B, Messi, or C, Zidane? Uh, Rampant FM? Yeah. I'm guessing with the, t- the sort of time frame, I'm assuming it would be Messi back in the day. Correct. Oh. Yeah. So when asked in December 2008 if he thought the winger Young was up there with the new camp maestro... O'Neill said, yes, in my opinion, I see a lot of games in Europe, I watch a lot of football, and you see a lot of players in the game who are very functional. I'm not not sure I call Messi functional. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Next question. In which year did Chelsea sign Gary Cahill from Bolton? Rampant FM? Yeah. Was it... 2016? No. Oh, okay. Oh, I know. No, it wasn't then. I'm going to say 2012. Correct. Yes! Oh <laughs> Why did That's I say it. 2016? He's been there for freaking ages. Well, he's been there for six years, uh, seven years now, so. Yeah. I obviously don't care about Chelsea too much that I've... <laughs> I just for some reason I, I, I don't know I've always sooner but obviously I thought about it and I said well that's a stupid answer he's been there for fucking yonks 
Right, next question. Lee Bowyer left Leeds for West Ham in 2003. But which club had he been set to join for nine million just weeks before? Oh, God. Fucking hell. Uh... Rampant FM? Rampant. Was it Manchester United? No. Was it? Oh, I don't know. Fucking Newcastle. No. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the answer was Liverpool. Oh. He, he was meant to sign for Liverpool, and then Gerard Houllier basically said that the player had no hunger or desire to play for the club, so he didn't sign him. Oh. Interesting. I knew it was. Um, I knew it was a sort of big team, but um, or a, a bigish team, if you will, but. Um, I thought you were actually going to say it was like Real Madrid or something. <laughs> <It's like stupid. laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I knew it was a sort of bigger team, but I just uh, I couldn't. Right, so the same total has been spent in each of the last three January transfer windows. Oh, sorry. In the January transfer windows, 2013, 14 and 15, the same total has been spent. Do you know how much? Either 130 million, 230 million... Or oh, 330 million. Rampant FM? Ah. Ramp. Is that 130 million? Correct. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I would have said more. Is that 2-1? Is, is two, two or I'm not, I, I'm not taking the piss. I just, I, I, is it 2-1 me or is it, yeah. Uh, I'm trying thought, to keep up. I thought it was 2-0. Two 2-0, all. Two, two all, yeah. Is it 2-0, right, okay. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm keeping track. Fernando Torres holds the title as the most expensive January transfer ever following Rampant 50 effort. million. Oh. Rampant? Oh, crap. I've, I went too early. Um, I thought it was going to be the total, but you mentioned the total. Uh, I'm just going to guess Liverpool to Chelsea. Incorrect. Oh, damn it. Would oh. you like me to finish the question? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> So, Fernando Torres holds the title as the most expensive January transfer ever following his £50 million switch from Liverpool to Chelsea. But who is the second priciest buy? Oh, Christ. Oh. And Andy Carroll? Correct. Yes! Oh, oh sorry. No, it's not. Sorry. No, oh! Not. Screwed! <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, I had it in it was Andy Carroll. It's not. It's Juan Mata. Oh, oh yeah, right enough. Um, because it... David Moyes signed him for 37.1 million, where the previous record was 30.75 for Berbatov. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, well, at least, at least was... it didn't matter in the end. Yeah, that, that was fun. <laughs> so I sat there looking about to read it, and I heard you say it. I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. <laughs> right, Robbie Fowler moved from Leeds to Man City during the first ever January transfer window. How many goals did he go on, on to score for the Sky Blues during his three year spell? Was it 2, 12, or 20? Rampant FM? Rampant. Was it 12? No. Oh, damn. 20? Correct. Yes. So that's three two. We have two questions left. Ooh. I think. <laughs> Which player commanded the biggest fee 
of the 2015 tra- January transfer window? Was it Wilfred Bonney, Juan Cuadrado, or Andre Schurler? Bad jokes. Schurler? Incorrect. Ah. Oh. Who who is it? Who is the players? Uh, Wilfred Bonney, Juan Cuadrado, and Andre Schurler. Was um oh god, I can't decide which which one it was. Uh, was uh, I'm just gonna have to go with uh, Cuadrado. No. Oh, it's funny. Oh. Fuck a body. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> I knew it, but for some reason I thought I could. Oh no. God, all right. Absolutely shat the bed with that one, guys. I thought it was boring too, but I just didn't want to go with it. Ah, fuck. No, Right, then, the final question. Uh, if you get this right rampant, we go on to a tie break. If you get it, if uh, Bad Jokes gets it, or you both get it wrong, Bad Jokes is kind of, kind of the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll take any win. I'm a West Ham fan. I'll take any win. Yeah, with these answers, I think you're both officially losers. But we'll, uh... not the first time I've been called out. <laughs> so, final question: Manchester United flop. Flop. Eric Jemba Jemba was offloaded at a loss to which Premier League club in January 2005? Rampant FM. Rampant. Aston Villa. Correct. Ooh, yes. Good shout. Ooh. I don't know how I remembered that. I've got shit memory, but for some reason I, that was came to me right away. <laughs> Not really. Oh, um, I didn't come up with another question. <laughs> <laughs> didn't think that someone was going to win, but I've just thought of another one. Well, I've seen another one online, so we'll go with this one. Okay. How many games did it take for Uruguayan striker Diego Forlan to score his first goal for Man United following his January 2002 move? I'll take an answer from both of you and the closest will win. Rampant FM. Rampant. I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's around 12, I would say. Okay. It was more than that. I'm going to say 32. I thought you were going to say 13. Just to to be a dick. (laughs) Damn, I should have done that. So one of you is five away. Ooh. Oh. God. Is. The other one is fifteen away. Oh bloody hell! Dun, dun, dun. He netted just nine more times in the Premier League, being shipped off to Villarreal at five million loss at two years later, scoring his first goal after twenty-seven games. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know why I'm apologising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, guys, I've been getting the quizzes the last sorry. couple of weeks. <laughs> sorry to all the rampant rabbits out there. I've, I've just, I've not been good enough. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully soon we can all freak together. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, um, I thought it was just, for some reason I thought it was less, but I just remember, uh, I think it's because of my perception of Diego Forlan's changed over the years. Like, he was pretty awful at United, and then suddenly he was, like, a hero at Villarreal. So, like, I, I think I just totally forgot that he was absolutely gash at United. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the quiz, boys. Is that, um, I think that's Bad Joke's second win. We'll need to, um, 
Well, we need to get someone. In fact, actually, um, have you been Quizmaster yet by jokes? Uh, yeah, my first week. First week, right. So that would have been to... What I'll do is I'll take a shot off it next week, if you don't mind, JC. Oh, yes, this uh, sounds good. Because the last time uh, I played JC, I was absolutely bullied again. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, and I think Bad Jokes has won the last two weeks, so we'll let you two go at it next week, if that's all right. Yes, that sounds bring good it on. Bring I, it don't on. I don't mind winning next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So um, that's pretty much the pod, guys. A bit of a, a fast one today. I think we we're pretty much on point with everything. Um, obviously, we mentioned earlier. We hope that um, that uh, Cookie, you know, we we'll hope that he'll be back creating content uh, later in the year. And obviously, we hope everyone had a good Christmas and a happy New Year. And hopefully, your dreams come true with your clubs buying all the players you want in January. <laughs> I don't know, that was a bit <laughs> ridiculous thing to say, but, um, well, I'm a Spurs fan, as I say, you know what I mean? So, like, we're not going to buy anyone, so there's no hope for me. Um, so hopefully... it's, re- it's been really good for me so far as a Rochdale fan. We've got rid of our best young talent we've had in years to Portsmouth and, for some reason, signed a lone player from Bristol City who's never played English football before. <laughs> um, so I'm really looking forward to that. But no, I see what you say about the podcast. It was, uh, it was like my cock. It was short, sweaty and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, having said that, actually, it's good that you make the point about uh, Rockwell, actually. I was wondering where you was going with that. Why we're on the topic of JC's cock. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was more referring to Rochdale, but then I, I was like, wait, he just mentioned... <laughs> yeah, I was like... Uh, <laughs> oh... Uh, no, um, I don't. I've just lost it now. But um, yeah, I was actually going to say, obviously, um, my other team that I support, Rangers, have made uh, a couple of uh, transfers, or, or certainly uh, Jermaine Defoe coming in on loan, I think, and Stevie Davis uh, returning home as well. So I can have some joy a wee bit, uh, and I'll be interesting to see what happens the rest of the month. But uh, uh, you know, West Ham can sign whoever they want. They'll still be, like, near the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh, fucking, anybody would be better to sign than bloody Nasri. Oh, yeah, I forgot you guys had Nasri, actually. So, so Nasri, but he not played football in a year because he's a cheating bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we go and sign him. Of course we do, bloody... The man's going to be pants, I'm telling you. Where was was he at Marseille and like got released or something? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was at Seville for a bit, and then he was at Marseille, and then he, and then he, he got like a doping ban. All oh, right. Yeah, he had a, yeah, he had like, he had like an eighteen month doping ban, but it's only been a year since he's played football because they backdated it or something. <laughs> so yeah, so buddy, yeah, so trust us, trust us to come to, to, to come up with signing in, buddy, first day of the window. Yeah, I was so, gonna. Sorry, man. He'd been released from Antalya Sapor. Of course he had. Um, seven, 18 months doping ban for using an intravenous drip treatment, but he's available to play again from the 1st of January. Yeah. And West Ham signed him. I mean, I'm. Of not, course we did. I'm not going to generalise, but I'm pretty sure he'll have a, a, another doping ban soon in the East End of London, you know what I mean? More likely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, West Ham fans. <laughs> and, and general people from East End of London, you know. <laughs> East Enders is a good show. Um, <laughs> so it's, 
that's what you're ending the podcast on, is it? <laughs> East Enders is a good show. Uh, Alfie Moon, what a legend. Uh, I couldn't even tell you. I know Danny Dyer. I couldn't even tell you anything about East Enders these days. I know, as I say, I think Danny Dyer's in it, but that's about it. Uh, what's his Mick Carter? That's his name, isn't it? Mick Carter. I am. It is Mick Carter, isn't it? <laughs> mm. I, I ain't got a clue. Apparently, he plays a character called Mick Carter. Oh God! Oh God! He's got the accent right, anyway. Yeah. Well, one of the <laughs> one of the storylines uh, for Danny Dyer himself was that his um, his sister turned out to be his mother. So, of course. I'm not gonna say I think. That's how we end the podcast. <laughs> and we'll see you all next week. <laughs> and we'll see you all next week. Um, <laughs> um, where can we find your bad jokes? All right, and guys, as of the last couple of weeks, I'm now over on Twitch as well as YouTube, but I'm mainly on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Bad Jokes Games. I'm hopefully pushing for a Twitch affiliate in the next few weeks. So if everyone can come give us a follow, give us a watch, or even just give us a lurk just on the channel, that would be amazing. So I'm on there on Twitch, and I'm on YouTube.com slash Bad Jokes Gaming. But that's more Pro Evo slash WWE typey stuff at the minute. And so, yeah, and, and on Twitter as well, Twitter.com slash Bad Jokes Gaming. So that would be me. Where can we find you, JC? <sighs> JC, yeah. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was just dying in the corner. Um, yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Twitter at DatGuyJC, on YouTube at DatGuyJC. Basically, I want to say that um, thank you very much for getting me over my 300 target for the new year, which I smashed, and I managed to get 310 before the new year started. Nice. Uh, went, up right. to, went up to 315, I thanked everyone, and then went back down to 310. <laughs> So. That happens. <laughs> I mean, that, is, that happens. The moment you say anything about your subs on Twitter, people unfollow, like, un- not unfollow, unsub to you, by the way. I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I do. Like, oh, thank um There's a certain content creator who made a thank you for 100 subs video and they're on 99 subs. <laughs> uh, that made me laugh this week. Uh, he will get there again. So that can just stay there. But, um, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to, I'm going to put it on record. I was going to put it on Twitter, but I'm going to voice record it. I want to get, by the end of this year, 1,000 subs on YouTube. And I also want to get 1,000 followers on Twitter. And I also want to get meet up with Rampant and Mozza in Birmingham and get pissed. They are my three <laughs> main goals for this year. I know that's a massive massive feat that i've set myself but you lovely people out there listening to it can help me do that so all you have to do is go over there subscribe follow me on twitter and uh help help a young fat boy from derby reach the goals that he wants Um, towards the end of the year we will have lenny henry doing like a bit of a reach out for me like he does for the african children of the world And just in terms of myself, uh, you can find me at Rampant FM on YouTube and uh, Twitter. 
Um, and thanks for I, I shouldn't say this after uh, thanking subs and whatnot, as you mentioned, JC. As soon as you do it, people on uh, sub. But I've not been doing content for like a month or two now, and I've literally went up by like 15 subs for doing absolutely nothing. So cheers for that, guys. I really appreciate that. <laughs> These guys following me while I've not been producing content. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have some content uh, again soon. And I don't know, maybe some collabs. JC, we've not made our. Uh, we need to do that porno thing. Oh mate, I've got I've got a brand new series coming out which I need everyone on, which is going to be absolutely great. I actually bought a roulette wheel for it, so um, <laughs> watch out for that in the new year. It That's... is the new year, so watch out for it. Yeah, I, I have trouble with that myself. I'm like, yeah, in the new year, in the new year, but uh, yeah, um, looking forward to doing content again, and hopefully, yeah, as I say, collabs, especially with JC, would be absolutely amazing. I'm, I've dreamt since you mentioned it. Ages ago, JC, I've met, I've like dreamt of doing that with you. I don't know why I've dreamt of doing a, a porno slash voiceover with you, but it's just a, such a great idea. We, we have we've got to review fake taxi, haven't we? <laughs> we have to do that, man. We have to do that because I know what I'll do. We'll sit there and rampant will review the positions. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I did that with a girl in Caden Beath once. Hey, hey. And, then, and, I'll, and I'll be there going, oh yeah, the car's horsepower doesn't sound very good. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's a, a good good one, guys. We'll hopefully have uh, more uh, up and coming in, in, the, uh, in the new year. We're in the new year. Uh, sorry, this EastEnders banner has got me off topic. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully... Um, See you guys soon. I uh, hope you enjoyed watching. Uh, so bye from me. And it's bye from me.